Shalom, shalom family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, wherever you guys are. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. And the uh, Daily Bread Podcast is presented to you by Living for Yahuwah Ministry. And uh, we're your hosts here, Daliahu. I'm Daliahu. I'm here along with my wife. Yes, sir. And uh, we're moving on up out of there. We're moving out of the book of Genesis. And uh, we end the book of Exodus, Shemot, and Swahili, Kutoka. So, uh, yeah. Um, we're on chapter two today. So, thank you guys for joining us, for reading with us. And, uh, yeah, welcome, Caribou. So, you already know before we start reading, we pray, clear our hearts and clear our minds before we get into the word. And uh, so, before we get into prayer, let's just have a little short recap. So again, we just read chapter 1, and we read the book of Genesis, and we read Exodus chapter 1. So if you haven't been following along through the whole first book of the scriptures, and this, let's say this is your first episode, what you need to know is that Yahuwah created man, put him in the earth, man... Uh, sin was disobedient. Listen to ain't listen to Yahuwah, so we fell out of the garden and we uh, fell as mankind. You know, as the type of from the type of state we was in to our current state, and uh, that's basically what the beginning of the book was about. Uh, Adam and Eve, and then even Noah, just showing us the depths of that uh, that uh, depravity or that that failure, just how bad Earth got. Yahuwah had to restart everything. With Noah, and uh, the whole point is, after Adam and Noah, the scriptures take a turn and just really start focusing on a particular family, the family of Abraham. And Abraham was asked to leave the land of his nativity and go to the place where Yahuwah would show him. So I think that's a good uh, foundation because basically from that point we've been traveling. So Abraham traveled, Isaac traveled, Joseph traveled, Jacob traveled, Yasharal traveled. And now this whole family, Abraham's children, they find themselves in the land of Egypt. The Pharaoh who knew Joseph has died. So like we read chapter one, they're trying to make the uh, lives of the Hebrews very hard, oppressing them. And if you can even believe it, they're talking about genocide. It ain't genocide, I guess if you're not killing your own people, but they're talking about murder, murdering the Hebrew men. And uh, I think just that alone, that brings us to where we at current day already. So, um, yeah, it's been no short of excitement, drama, and, um, yeah, adventure. So, at this point, let's prepare to read chapter 2. We're going to pray, stand, um, face the direction of Jerusalem where the temple once stood. Open your palms. Open your mind. Let's pray. Barukatah Yahuwah, Alahinu, Hamalat Ulan, our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart, permit your reign to come, permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray and supplicate, we ask you this day that you give us our daily bread, which means our sustenance, give us what we need to survive. We pray that you continue to sustain us, provide for us, lead us, and guide us. We also pray and uh, and ask that you forgive us for our sins and our transgressions against your Torah and your commands. 
as we forgive our debtors, we forgive those who transgress against us, and as we forgive each other, we ask that you forgive us who are of all wrong that we have done to you, including the sins and transgressions and iniquity of our current family and forefathers, so that we may be made right and renewed before you. So we ask for forgiveness of all sins. Most importantly, we ask and we pray that you allow us not to be led into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours, Yahuwah, is the reign of the kingdom, the power, and the esteem now and forever. So these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahusha. Hello, Yahuwah. Hello, Yahuwah. 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 Amen. So yeah, man, all praise to Yahuwah for that. And um, yeah, we we Exodus chapter two. So chapter two, verse one. Now a man from the house of Louis went and took as his wife a Louis woman. The woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. <clears throat> Verse 3, when she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch. And she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river while her young women walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant woman, and she took it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Will I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? Verse 8, And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So, she, so the girl went, and call the child's mother. And it's always just a great example of this Yahuwah favor. Not, not only the fact that, again, they were trying to hit, kill all the Hebrew boys. The last chapter, Pharaoh gave the command to throw all that babies in the river because they was already letting them live after the first command he told them to kill them. So he said, throw all the Hebrew boys in the river. And uh, just show you Yahuwah mercy, not only the fact that his mother was able to keep him for three months and hide him, then she put him in the basket and then, you know, somebody was able to find him who had compassion on him. So that was already enough mercy. And then that wasn't enough. His sister, you know, followed the situation and was able to suggest that they get a Hebrew nurse. The nurse the child in. The child went back to the mother, but under the supervision of Pharaoh's daughter, who obviously allowed him to live. So very interesting. A lot happening right there already. So um, verse 9. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moses, because she said, I drew him out of the water. Verse 11. One day, when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. And I mean, I think this is important because, again, as we we're going to continue to point it out. But 
you can't read it without understanding the context of the scripture. That scripture pointing out, although we understand all the people were black people, melanated people, obviously Egyptians and Hebrews, it was not the same. And it just show you like the understanding we got of the world is not completely accurate. You know, with the whole black and white thing, like you know, just understanding that even people that's all black people got different cultures. We got you know just a vast amount of um. Just cultural differences, nuances to our lifestyle and stuff like that. So we're not all the same. You can't look at all black people the same. And and most importantly, just it's an, it's a difference between Hebrews and everybody else. But in this case, especially Egyptians. And then even this Hebrew who was raised with Egyptians was able to see the difference. And like, you know, he, he still knew his people was. Interesting. Verse 12. He looked this way and that. And seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Wow. So definitely Moses was moved with compassion. Verse 13. When he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. And he said to the man in the room, Why do you strike your companion? Verse 14. He answered, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely the thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. And he went and he sat down by a well. Verse 16. Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. The shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and saved them and watered their flock. When they came home to their father, Raul, he said, How is it that you have come home so soon today? They said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and even drew water for us and watered the flock. He said to his daughter, Then where is he? Why have you left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses his daughter Zipporah. She gave birth to a son, and he called his name Gershom. For he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. During those many days, the king of Egypt died, and the people of Yashua groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to Elohim. Verse 24, And Elohim heard their groaning, and Elohim remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Yasakar or Isaac and with Yaakar or Jacob, also known as Yashara. Verse 25 Allahim saw the people of Yashara and Allahim knew. And uh, yeah, I think it's very interesting the fact that, like I was saying, and just the recap, just talking about how they're traveling, even the travel started with Abraham, Genesis chapter 12. He left the land of his nativity of Ur of the Kadeshian. So he was in Babylon. Left Babylon, went to the Levant area, uh, what we know as Jerusalem, Palestine, all this stuff, came, the land of Canaan. He went to Egypt, came back, all this stuff. But the point is now you got Moses, who we talking about. Again, Abraham's child, Abraham's children, Abraham's great, 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 great grandson, something like that. But him, his forefathers came from the land of Canaan into Egypt and now he already left the land of Egypt now he in another foreign land 
and he having children in the north of that and now he admit he find himself admitting so it's just it's interesting to note you know especially when you look at it through the prism of travel and um just moving around just the locations these people are going just definitely not the people that just stayed in one place you know it wasn't all like who would say i'm gonna bless you and just stay where you at I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna you know open up the windows of heaven and just you ain't gotta do nothing. Just don't move. You know it's definitely not like that. So the more we look at it, you know we see certain parallels about. Um, I guess how you, the best way to say it is getting outside our comfort zone, going to new places, interacting with different people. People was not just staying in one place for sure. So. Interesting to note that he called his son Gershom. Like, I'm a stranger in the foreign land. But he was born in the foreign land. He was already born in Egypt in a land that wasn't their own. But he considered that home. And then he wasn't even in that home. He was in another land besides that land. So, that's so interesting. But, um, yeah. You got anything to add? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was chapter two, family. Um, again, thank you guys for reading with us, for walking with us, for joining us. Um, be sure to uh, interact with us in the question and answer segment. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What's the most places you've been? Have you ever had children in a foreign land? Like, I'm interested to know because just looking at it, understanding the scriptures and what we read reading through that prism of travel, you can see that that's how you will show us things. We experience things. We unlock a lot of different um, paradigms. For example, have you ever had children in a foreign land? I have. This is something that who has allowed us to experience through just following him, you know, leaving place of our nativity, traveling. This thing have happened. So we want to know uh, what you guys think about everything we read. How, how far have you traveled? Have you ever left, you know, the land of your nativity? And uh, what about having children in the farmland? Have Are you considering moving? All these things, very relevant. So just uh, join the discussion. Let us know what you think. Be sure to follow us on social media on our platform if you feel led to support the ministry. That's great. But um, until the next chapter, guys, we will see you in the next chapter. Until then, shalom, shalom, shalom. Shalom. Exodus. <laughs>